Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. This is Moyatu Banyakista, your host. Well, hello, y'all. It is been an interesting April. I don't know about you guys, but it's definitely been, you know, we had a moment when things got really slow, and then all of a sudden, things started picking up really fast. I would say the last few weeks have just been kind of moving fast, uh, work-wise for me. Um, and I also think spiritually, God is doing something in the in the environment. So thank God for that. Um, you know, today's a really special episode. I mean, every episode recently has felt really special because truly, truly, um, God is speaking about what he wants his children to do in this season. And it's just exciting because it just shows that God is not far away from us, is not angry at his children. You know, he really, truly wants to hear from us and wants to continue building some of these deep, intimate relationships with us. And so today's focus is on a topic um, that I've been led to call an audience of one. I'm going to actually start today a bit different. I'm going to read a psalm that I know a lot of people have been circulating for some time. Um, since the whole pandemic really started, I noticed that a lot of Christians have really been looking to this psalm for comfort. And I want to start today by reading it. It's Psalm 91 um, in the King James Version. And it reads, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone." Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation." Amen. I just wanted to start today's podcast with that. And I'm going to open up with a prayer because I'm being led to do so. Father God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for what you are doing in this season, oh God. Father God, even when 
there is calamity, even when there is brokenness, even when there is sickness, even when there is death, oh God, you have told us that we have to dwell in your secret place, oh God. And by dwelling in your secret place, that is how we will we will abide in your shadow, oh God. That means that you will hide us, oh God, in these times and you will protect us, oh God, in these times and 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 the enemy will not have access to us, so our loved ones. So Father God, we just thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for this podcast and this word that you have for your children. May it bless them. May it revive them. May it make them go deeper with you, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen, y'all. God is taking me deeper, um, and I'm so grateful for it. If I if I really look back at when the podcast started to where we are now, the journey has been so different. And for those of you who started from day one, I'm sure you have seen a huge shift. And God has really been leading me to make this intentional shift in this season to speak directly to the things of God and to speak directly about what is happening, to be able to really uplift um, inspire, empower, motivate people, um, in this season, not only to make it through the season, but to flourish in this season. There is so much that God wants to do in your lives. So I'm going to start with audience of one. You know, when this thing came to me, I was like, you know, God always speaks to me when I'm pondering on something or something has happened that maybe have knocked me out a bit or knocked the winds out of me. And then he just begins to speak. And I've been so intentional with spending time with God. I wouldn't say I'm perfect, but I'm doing my very best where I'm very intentional in just communicating with God on a regular basis in very non, um, you know, religious ways, right? So like religion will tell you there's a specific way to, you know, times to pray maybe and ways you have to pray. But like what I'm also learning is that as a believer, as a Christian, it is important to have your pure, intimate, deep, cultivated relationship with your father. And the only audience that matters is an audience of one, being the audience of our king. Amen. So during this season, I have found the importance of staying really deeply in the presence of God. You know, I remember at the beginning of the year, I was yearning to hear more from God and to really develop this intimate experience with him. And when I say experience, it really is an experience. It really is an encounter. It really is like you know, that's the idea of the audience of one is that there is the stage and, you know, God takes preeminence, right? God takes preeminence. There is nobody else on your stage other than God. God is, is it, you know, um, God is the one on the stage and God is the one in the theater seats. Like it's you literally you and him and he takes preeminence in everything. Right. So what does that look like? It looks like really carving out time every day to meet with the father and talking about his plans for my life, reading his word, basking in his love for me. You know, there are times I would just talk to God and I would just feel this warmth that comes over me. Sometimes it's a warm warmth of confirmation. Sometimes it's a warmth of him just telling me how much he loves me. Sometimes it's like a warmth of like, yeah, 
I approve, a warmth of approval. But how do we cultivate this? We can only cultivate this when you spend time, right? The more you give God the audience, the more you know God. I'm going to say that again because I need you all to catch it. The more you give God audience, the more you know God. God doesn't need to know us. We need to know God. Okay. One of my favorite scriptures I always quote, y'all probably don't heard the scripture so many times on this podcast, but he said in, in, in Jeremiah, he says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. So God knows his children already. We need to know God. We need to know the word. Right? So in this age of digital social media, especially now in this COVID-19 pandemic, where so much sensitivity is like just over influx of digital sensitivity is just ridiculous. It can be easily mistaken that the audience we must seek after are those likes and shares on, on Facebook, are those retweets on Twitter, are those shares on LinkedIn, are those reactions on, you know, Instagram, when in fact we only need an audience of one, that audience being God. In fact, there should be nothing else that takes over your life other than your relationship with God. One of the things this reminds me of is in the Bible and Jesus's walk whilst he was here on earth to fulfill his mission and purpose. Jesus never cared about an audience. Never. If you study the life of Jesus, there were so many times after he finished teaching or after he, he did a miracle or after he talked with his disciples, even in his inner circle, Jesus would always leave and go into prayer by himself. Why? Because Jesus understood the importance of the audience of one. In fact, there were times when he healed so many people, he would tell them, say this to no one. Every time Jesus would spend time with his disciples, but at the end of the day, even in his inner circle, Jesus will re retreat, left the crowd and go off somewhere to pray. Whether he was feeding 5,000 people, whether it was the woman who touched his robe that he gave attention to, Jesus never cared about audience. What are you paying attention to in this season? Whatever you pay your attention to is what will feed you. If you decide you're going to binge watch TV shows for the entire season because you're home and so, you know, you feel like there's not much to do, then that's what's going to feed you. You're going to take in things from that show. If you decide you're going to spend all the time talking to friends on the phone, then that's what's going to feed you. But if you make the intention that I'm going to go after God in this season, I'm going to spend time with God in this season, then the, the fruits of that will be yielded for you in this season. You will have a, 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 an aura of peace. You will have joy. You will have love. I'm telling you, the more you spend time in the presence of God, in the secret place of God, which is what Psalm 91 is talking about, there is a certain overflow that will come upon you in this season. 
In this season, most importantly, we must reject the notion to be seen by anyone else but God. The audience of one idea is this idea that you are completely, completely rejecting any form of approval from the world, that you are renouncing any form of confirmation for you to feel good about yourself that is not stemming from God. You know, there's one of my favorite words for God, names of God in this season is Jehovah El Roy, which means the God who sees. That means if God sees me, I don't need anyone else to see me. How can God see me when I spend time in his presence? God sees me all the time. But for God to really see you, for your audience to really pay attention to you, you have to dedicate that attention to God. Right? So that is the attitude we have to walk around with in this season. I know there's so much happening. I know people are doing these challenges on social media. I know there's these DJs doing these parties on social media. I know that People think this is the season to ramp up your business and try to get clients and do all this stuff. But what if this was just a season that God wanted you to spend time in his presence? What if this was the season that God wanted to release that idea that you've been pondering on, but you're not able to get it just right because you've been relying on your own thoughts, your own mind, your own ability, your own ambition. What if this is the season that God is trying to pull you in so that he can deposit divine kingdom ideas that will do exploits for his kingdom? What if this is the season that God is releasing your destiny? What if this is the season that God is unleashing your purpose? What if this is the season that God wants to break away certain habits from you, but you're not paying attention and you're not making time and you're not creating the theater and you're not cleaning out the the, the stage for God to take presence on the stage? What if this is the season for you to have an audience with one? What if this is the season for you to cultivate an audience with one with God and you are wasting time? This is not the season to waste time. I think for the last couple of episodes, that is what God has been drumming to each and every single one of us. This is not the season to waste time. This is the season to be intentional about your audience with the king. There was a time in my life where I granted several seats to too many people in my life. I granted so many seats to too many voices in my life. There were too many people that had too much to say. But as little as I was, I've always been somebody who's had a mind of my own. I've always been somebody who is very clear about my path, my journey. As little as I was as a child, I remember being very, very convicted in things that I would do, things that I would want, things that I would ask my parents for. And I think there is a certain nature that children of God, um, who God has called and chosen to do his work, carry. You can't be a follower if God has called you for his kingdom. You can't be indecisive if God has called you for his kingdom. You can't be confused half the time if God has called you for his kingdom. We need God. We need God to give us direction. We need humility to hear from God. Right? So 
There was there was a season in my life where I granted too many seats to too many people, whether it was within a, a, a church, whether it was in my workspaces, whether it was in my personal life, whether it was in my family. There was a season where too many people had too many seats in the theater room. And I keep calling the theater room because the vision that God has given me is the audience with the king requires one. And it is God. And so if you think of a Colosseum or if you think of a theater and how a theater is, org- is, is organized, there are so many seats. But what God is saying is nobody else needs to be in that seat except God. And of course, you when God is speaking to you. Nobody needs to be on that stage except for our king. No one else. What does this mean? That we must be careful. We must be very careful who we listen to in this season. We must be very careful who we allow to pour into us into this season. You know, there was a time everybody, like there were different people reaching out to me for interviews. And then I thought, okay, these interviews are good because these are people who maybe are, you know, trying for me to tell the story of the work that I'm doing, etc. So it must be a good thing wrong. Not every good thing, though, is a God thing. And when you have an audience with God, he will tell you which ones, what things, what opportunities you should be saying yes to and what opportunities you shouldn't be saying yes to. Because some opportunities can very well so be good. They can very well so be God's plan for your life, but maybe not in that season. Right? So I realized more and more the importance of not of only having one audience and the only way you can have that one-to-one time with God is in the secret place, being the word of God. We have to be planted in the word of God in this season. We have to listen to God in this season. We must listen to his leading, to his guidance and spend time in prayer. You know, a favorite verse of mine is Psalm 34, verse 10. It says, the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. You see, when you spend time in the secret place and, and, and God is your only audience, he, you know, he has your undivided attention. You, he has your undivided attention. And so you can hear everything he's telling you. And therefore you will lack no good thing in this season. Isaiah 55 verse 6, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call unto him while he is near. In this particular season, God is walking across the earth. But how are you seeking him? And how are you ensuring that you are receiving everything that God has said for you? We must develop a habit where we carry this secret place inside of us wherever we go. We must be carriers of God's presence as believers. Anywhere you go, people must know this is a child of God. This person radiates a certain type of light that can blind the darkness. This person radiates a certain type of aura that can quench anything that is not of God in the space. Whether you are online on a Zoom call, whether you know you are in a meeting on the phone, whether once this thing goes away, you are in a one-on-one meeting. Remember, you have to carry the aura and the presence of the king. Because the Bible has told us that we are citizens of heaven and that we, 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 we are a righteous people. 
We are special in the eyes of God. So as somebody who is connected to royalty, who is of royalty, there is a certain way you have to carry yourself. We must develop the habit of always having a one-to-one audience with God before anyone else gets involved. Your obedience to God is measured by how much you spend time in the secret place. Your obedience to God is measured by how much time you spend in the secret place. So what are the things that sometimes keep us from this one-on-one audience with God, from being in the secret place, from having intimate conversations? Number one, distractions of the world. We are in this season where there are so many people who are pouring into people. There are so many webinars. There are so many events. Even in the body of Christ, there is so much happening. And not everything you hear from everyone is of God. So you have to discern because every time you allow something that is not of God to enter into your spirit, you have allowed yourself to be distracted from something potentially that God wants you to know. So time is of the essence. Mary didn't go to anyone else at the party for wine. She went to Jesus. She knew her audience. Know your audience. Know your God. The second thing is idols. What are the things that are keeping us from a secret? Idols. You know, there was a season people paid too much attention to everything else except for God. You're watching too many shows. You're going out partying. You're Even traveling can be an idol. Even unforgiveness can be an idol. Even over-purchasing of things, shopping can be an idol. Anything that you indulge in to the point where it takes your, your, your eyes off of God is an idol. And it can distract you from being in the secret place. The third thing is listening to everyone else but God can be a distraction. The fourth thing is believing everyone else but God can be a distraction, right? And the last is acting in your own strength and not relying on God can be a distraction. There are times you think you have figured everything out. So we will just keep going and going and going until we come to the end of ourselves and have to return back to God. Now, I want to talk about how do we maintain our audience with God? Number one, yearn for the secret place. As I said, Psalm 91 talks about the secret place. It talks about this importance of being deep in the word of God, being deep in the presence of God, because that is the only way the the, the shadow of God will cover us in these perilous times. You know, but Psalm 91 is most is a prerequisite that if you dwell in the secret place, you will be protected. So there is a prerequisite to this protection of God. This means that we must stay planted in the word of God. Study it. Number two, designate the place. Pick a time and place where you go and meet with God on a daily basis. Matthew chapter 14, 23, it says, it was talking about Jesus. It said, after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. What does this tell us? That even Jesus had a designated place. He had designated places where he sought the Father in prayer. So two things we learn here. Jesus always had a place he retreated to from the crowd. Number two, Jesus always yearned for an audience of one. And number three, Jesus knew God would meet him there. You see, 
Once you have the place, God is guaranteed to meet you there. If you even look at so many stories of different men and women of God in the Bible, same thing. Abraham, every time Abraham set an altar, the Lord came down. Remember, where you set your place is where your God will meet you. So designate a place. Be intentional. Do you have a prayer closet? Is it in front of your bed in the morning? Is it when you're taking a walk? Is it, you know, it's a place can also mean a time, right? Is it 4 a.m. in the morning before everybody gets up, before the kids get up, right? Set a place. Designate a place. Number three, get rid of idols. Ezekiel chapter 14 talks a little bit about this, that there were idols in the hearts of the people. What idols are you holding in your heart? What idols of unforgiveness? What idols of greed? What idols of of destruction? What idols of lust of the flesh? What idols of of putting yourself, yourself, you yourself as an idol? Social media sometimes can make us an idol. All of a sudden, it's like, look at me. Look at all the great things I'm doing. Posting all these pictures. That's idolatry. Number four, take God more seriously. Go to God for everything first before you go to people. Go into your audience of one-on-one before you go to anybody. Somebody asks you to do something, I'll get back to you. Go into prayer about it. You have to make a big decision. Don't make the decision with anybody Pray with your God about it. God shows you something in a vision. Don't go to nobody first. Pray about it. If God now tells you speak to that sister, speak to that pastor, that's different. But make sure you seek God first. Don't rely on human beings for something God is supposed to do for you. Number five, be in the company of believers. Be in the company of believers. Spend time with believers. Spend time with other Christians. Spend time with people who have the yearning to grow. And I want to end with the benefits of the one-to-one audience. Number one, we get to hear when God clearly speaks. God will clearly speak to you. Why? Because it is quiet. Because you have pushed out. You have asked everybody who tried to take a seat before your God to get out. You have pushed those voices of doubt out. You have, oh, y'all thought I was just talking about people. You have pushed those voices of doubt. You have pushed away voices of, 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 um, you know, lack of confidence. You have pushed away everything that has told you. You are not who God has called you to be. And he has allowed now God to stand in front of you and tell you things about yourself. Number two, we give him reverence. God wants our our reverence. He wants us to give him glory. He wants us to give him respect. He wants us to take him seriously. And when God receives that attention from us, his name will be glorified upon his children and blessings will come down. Number three, he makes himself known to us in unimaginable ways. Yes. The more you spend time with God, the more he gets to show you who he is. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. There are certain secrets God has told me. I only know them because I spend time with him. And God loves secret keepers. He loves people who can keep his secrets. Number four, you learned your strategies on your life. You know, God is the ultimate strategist. And he will give you strategies, shortcuts, things to do to to, to move forward in life. Divine strategies. You only get divine strategies when you 
allow an audience of one in your life. Number five, you get answers quicker on your life happenings. You don't have to go running here and there, doing all types of things, doing unnecessary work, entertaining unnecessary conversations, speaking to unnecessary people because God himself will now give you the answers for what to do. Send this email to this person. Pick up the phone and call that person. Be still. And in your stillness, a blessing comes. You understand? Number six, you live a free life. Psalm 119.45. This is what I want to end with. It says, I will walk in freedom for I have sought your precepts. You know, the more you seek God and his ways and what his desires for you are and you obey them and you are willing to obey them, you live a free life. What does a free life mean? It means that you have no oppression. You don't feel any type of, you know, maybe worry, maybe anxiety. Maybe all of these things that sometimes the devil will put over God's children and all of a sudden you are feeling heaviness and you can't move forward in your life. When you spend time in the secret place, there is a freedom that is waiting for you as a child of God. And so I really wanted to take this time to to encourage us in this season. Maybe there's a business idea that God had laid on your spirit, but you feel like I'm not moving forward with this thing. Spend time, get that one-on-one with God. Maybe there is something that you're trying to make a decision about and you just can't figure it out. Maybe there's a relationship that you're in and you're not understanding how to move forward with this individual. Cultivate one-on-one time with your God. Maybe you just want to have more revelation. You just want to see more. You want God to show you more about what is happening now. During this era of uh, COVID-19, Spend one-on-one time with God. Read his word. Study his word. Fast and pray. And you will see the presence of the Lord come upon you in amazing ways. The spiritual benefits is where it begins. Because everything has to manifest in the spiritual before it manifests in the natural. So seek the secret place of God diligently with all your heart. Chase after the things of God. The Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek the the, 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 the the secret place. Seek the audience of one. Let the audience be the king of glory. Let the audience be Jesus. Don't allow anybody to take the place of God in your life. Don't allow situations to take the place of God in your life. Don't allow depression, sadness, doubt, unbelief, lust, greed, arrogance, pride to take the place of God in your life. The moment we allow any of these things to take the place and take the center stage, it disconnects us from the voice of God. God is always there. But that intimacy is something that you have to work on and you have to be diligently seeking after. So I just wanted to encourage you all. I wanted to encourage you all. The other day, I got a question, an email question, and if I can recall, the question said, I'm trying to make some very strong decisions in my life in moving forward, and I haven't heard from God, and I need to know if this is the right decision, and my answer to you is, spend time in the secret place, read the word of God, pray, come before God just to spend time with him, not because you want anything. Because it is in that purity of your heart 
that God will then speak. So that was that was today, y'all. You know, it's really a season of deepness for me. It is a season of intimacy with the Father. You know, one thing God told me a long time ago is rest. This is my season of rest. This is my season of positioning myself in his presence and giving him the audience so that his will for my life will come to pass so that I don't miss anything. And that is my desire for each and every single one of you. I don't want any of y'all to miss what God has for you because it will be glorious. Yes, this season may feel dark for some people, but for children of God, this is not a season of darkness because you are the light that will break forth in the darkness. So you have to take your place. Take your place in the one-on-one with your king. Take the place in the secret place because God is waiting for you. He's waiting for you. He's been waiting for us. So I hope this blessed you. I hope it blessed you. And I'm going to release a prayer today. Maybe you've been listening to this and you feel like, you know, I've, I've, I've drifted away or I don't know who this God is. And I really, really want to, to know more. I want to know more. I want to see the, 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 the manifestation of God in my life. And the reality is the only way you can do that is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and, and Savior. So I want to just say a prayer for you today as I close today's podcast. And just repeat after me wherever you are, whenever you listen to this and believe that God has done it. And then once you do, get yourself in a Bible-believing church, a church that is spirit-led and has the things of God at the center of it. Say, Father God, I accept you into my life. I accept you and I know that you died on, on behalf of my sins and you rose because of me. Come into my life, Jesus, and make me whole again. I surrender to you. I surrender to your cross. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as believers, we believe that the moment you say that prayer, you have let Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life. And so from today, you are born again. You have given your life to Christ. And I know sometimes the word born again, for those of you who maybe are still thinking about, you know, your journey and things like that with your faith may sound weird and things like that. But truly, it is the best decision I ever made for my life because I have never been the same. So I encourage you, you know, if maybe you've drifted away from church or you've drifted away from God, some things have happened in your life where you're like, I don't even care. I don't even know if God hears me or cares about me. I just want to encourage you and let you know he does. He does. He is the God yesterday, today, and forever. He saw me through a war, and I'm here. So he exists. He loves us. He's never far away. And so call upon him in this season. Go into the secret place. It's never too late. So long as you are alive, it's never too late. So thank you all for joining today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. The Tea and Pepper Soup has been hot and spicy. And I look forward to seeing each and every single one of you on the next podcast. As usual, follow us on iTunes, write us a review, follow us on Spotify, and of course on my website at www.moyatubanya.com. Thank you so much. Be blessed.